Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Here We Are Again, Morning Devotion, Day 13. A soft pillow for a tired heart. Good morning to each one, every one of you, or whenever you're watching this, wherever you're watching this. I hope you are blessed, prospering, and going through this unusual season in which we find ourselves. Do you feel overwhelmed, overcome by life itself? I want to offer a word of comfort here today, one of hope, one of peace. Jesus said these words. He said, I'm going to leave you a peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The peace of God that is a soft pillow for a tired heart. So welcome each and every one of you. This is a great day, Friday, day 13, 21 days of prayer. We have waded through some deep waters. And I just felt, I just felt in the spirit early this morning that we need, we need a tranquil river, a river of peace to just flow through. I, I just feel, I just feel like we need that. So Karen, Cesar, Linda, Roxanne, thank you for joining us here today and being a part of this. And to all of you, to each of you, you are the ones that make this special, that when we gather together, we invite, it's like a magnet to God. Our joining together just attracts the presence of God. Behold how how pleasant, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And so we gather here in a unified mind and purpose to seek the face of God. To say that we live in perilous times, that's that is an understatement. You can just pick a metaphor for bad times. We are there. I, I, I go through the Bible. I don't know the fiery furnace. That's a that's a pretty good metaphor for where we are. What about the lions den? Yeah, uh, with a lion in a pit on a snowy day. That's that's pretty good too. Uh, the pit in Dothan in which Joseph found himself. We're there. We are there. But Simon Peter slept in a prison. Daniel survived all night in a lion's den. There's got to be a soft pillow for a tired heart that people have found through the years. And we want to find that. So thank you for being a part. Uh, Like the page, follow the page, share the page, and let's get others into this, into this sphere, into this I, I hate to say a cocoon because that means we're worms, but yeah, but butterflies come out on the other side. So let's just say in this cocoon, in this place of safety in the morning, and I just believe God is going to meet us here. One metaphor sticks out in my mind when we talk about peace, and that is a ship sailing in a storm. You may It's one of those obscure passages of scripture that King Jehoshaphat built a fleet to go out into the Red Sea to search for the famed land of Ophir with its gold that was abundant and pure. But the Bible says that those ships were broken in harbor in Ezion Geber. A storm sent 
the ships over the reef and broke them up. And I, I sense that feeling with people that I'm talking to. There's a, a brokenness in the storm. But my Jesus slept during the midst of a storm. There's got to be a soft pillow for a tired heart in these rocking seas, in these roaring, tumultuous times, a peace, a peace that comes from above, a peace the world cannot give, a peace that settles the storm and that quietens our souls. In day 13, I hope you're sensing by now a peace that only his presence can bring, a peace the Bible says that passes all understanding. I want that peace. I crave that peace, a peace that comes when my mind runs out, a peace that comes when my strategies fail and my plans go askew and awry, a peace that doesn't make sense to the rational mind, a peace, a peace that can soothe our hearts. I I, I don't know why I just thought about this, but I just thought about it. I thought about the the research of Newberg when he was doing the uh, study of the human brain, that when people, he studied people uh, of all different faiths, praying, meditating, but when people of the Spirit began to pray, the portion of their brain that was responsible for rational, logical thinking, it went to sleep. Because there's something about the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. It's that dove-like presence. It's a peace that comes upon us, and it settles down our minds, and it calms us in this difficult season. I read a story a while back, and that person was speaking in Asian, and they asked the audience to close their eyes and imagine peace. And the the mental pictures that came to that audience were shared one by one in a few minutes. And you you started hearing, the class started hearing things said like, well, when I imagine peace, I envision a field with flowers and beautiful trees. And another one said, I, I see a snow-capped mountain soaring above an alpine landscape. And someone else observed, said, well, and In my mental picture of peace, I see a beautiful, still lake. There was one common element to everything they listed. There was no people. (laughs) There was no people in those mental pictures. Isn't it interesting that when we try to imagine peace, the first thing we do is eliminate everybody else from the scene. You know, we've had an unusual moment and that we're living in right now to observe something is that peace does not come from sheltering in place and it does not come from isolation. Peace comes through relationships, the right relationships, a relationship with God and then a relationship with others. That's why it's so interesting that when Jesus said, peace, I'll leave with you. He said, peace, I'll live with you. But then he stopped and he said, my peace I give to you. Jesus offers his divine peace. We're given the very same peace that Jesus had when he was in this world. What does that peace look like? Well, you can get a pretty good picture of it. The peace that Jesus had, the one 
the one who moved deliberately through life, that when the storm raged on the boat, uh, Jesus rested in the hinder part of the vessel, and there in the aft of the vessel, he rested and he slept, even though the storm raged. Uh, Jesus said, that's the peace I want to give you. It's my peace. It's an inner peace. It's a divine peace saying, it's going to be all right. God's got this. He's got this. Uh, There is a divine inner peace that can begin to flow. Look at the peace that Jesus had in life. Uh, Luke 9, 51, it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, basically that Calvary was coming. The Bible says he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. When the time came for Calvary, for the cross, for Golgotha, Jesus calmly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He didn't fret. He didn't worry. He steadfastly set his face. He resolved to go, even sent messengers on ahead and said, get ready, I am coming. He knew the divine purpose. He knew why he came into this world. And there is a peace when you're walking in harmony with God. Jesus knew what faced him. He knew the trouble that was coming, but he was at peace knowing, knowing that the presence of the Lord, you see, Jesus was not part of God. God was in Christ. Jesus was and is God. He knew that he was in control. He knew that the power could take care of him. He knew that he had the power to raise himself from the grave. Oh, praise God. You know, you know that there is one who dwells on the inside of you that can bring peace in the midst of your life. So much trouble, so much pain, so much heartache, but Jesus had peace. And this is the peace that he promises to give you and me that in our troubles, in our heartaches, in our pain that comes through this world today, Jesus has said, I'm going to give you my peace, my peace. Oh my, that's a soft pillow for a tired heart. But to further understand that peace, I want you to turn to Philippians 4. When you look in Philippians 4, you find out something. Paul said, be careful, be anxious, be worried about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And and, and listen to this. Hey, prayer partners, listen to this. After we pray, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace that Jesus gives us doesn't make sense by the world standards, by common sense, even our own understanding. The peace that Jesus gives comes because you realize everything you have, everything you need, everything you want is coming through him. Our sufficiency is in him. And Jesus gives us a peace that allows us to say, it is well with my soul. Even though it doesn't make sense, I have a peace that passes understanding. A peace that when the normal seems to fall apart and when the world we're living in seems to be unraveling, we ourselves are amazed. We don't understand it. We can't explain it, but we know that we know that we know it is well with our soul. That old song, 
when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. There is a peace that flows like a river into our lives. It's the peace that Jesus brings. Do you remember what the psalmist said in the 46th Psalm? God is our refuge and strength. He's the ever-present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we're not going to fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. But I love this. Oh, brothers and sisters, here's what the psalmist said. In the midst of the tumult, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwell. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day, at morning devotion. There's a river of peace. I have peace like a river. Oh, my. I have peace like a river, the peace that Jesus gives. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. I'm not talking about whitewater rapids, although that's what we feel like right now. I'm talking about a gentle flowing stream of peace in our hearts, uh, where though the earth gives way, and though the mountains fall into the sea, and though the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake uh, with their surging, in our innermost being, uh, there is there is serenity. Oh, there is tranquility. There is a rest that causes the weary to rest. It's the power of that dove-like peaceful spirit inside of it. You say, Pastor, I want that peace because I haven't felt that peace in a long, long time. How do I get that peace? Here's what Jesus said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. This is, this is a divine peace. Psalm 29, 11, the Lord gives strength to his people, but the Lord blesses his people with peace. There's a blessed assurance that Jesus is ours. The song said, thou has taught me to say, thou has taught me to say, it is well with my soul. Our peace comes from remembering what God has done for us, what he's taught us in the past, that he's trustworthy. He has taught us he is a rock in a weary land. He has taught us that he is a shelter in the storm. He has taught us that we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He has taught us that he really loves and he really cares and he will never leave us and never forsake us. Oh, can I get a witness out there right now? That is what our God has taught us uh, in this day. So Sister Lee, Brother Jewel, Brother Long, we can remember. We can remember those times when God showed up just in time. We can remember his faithfulness. We can remember he never let us down before. We can remember the peace uh, that God gives us. My peace uh, I give to you. If we want to find the peace that Jesus gives, we must accept his peace. It comes by claiming it. I love Colossians 3.15. I just love it. I just love this, this phrase. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. <laughs> Give peace permission 
to take up residence in your life. Give peace a chance to flow in your life. Give peace a chance to move through your life like a river and watch God do this. Let the peace of God rule. That is guard. Let the peace of God. You you have to give peace permission to take up the guard post in your life and to act as a sentry in your life and to say, I will guard you from all of these influences come against you. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. When there, when there doesn't seem like there is a way, claim that peace. Take his peace. When the doctor says there's nothing that can be done, claim the peace. When you're sinking in the sea of life and the rocks of this world are pulling you under, when loved ones, loved ones are refusing to accept the day we're living in, and awaken to the hour when you feel all alone and afraid. Let peace come. Let peace come and let it take up residence. Let it take up the guard post at the entrance of your life and guard every thought and everything that comes into you. That's what peace does. It guards your mind. It guards you. Because many times, through life, things can get disrupted and we can feel that God has forsaken us and forgotten us and we've got more on us that we can bear. But you can let peace act as the guard and say, no, I'm not thinking that. No, I'm not letting my mind go that that direction. How do we do it? We do it through remembering. We remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted above what you can bear. Romans 8, 28, everything's working good. We know, we know that peace can reign in our hearts. How? Not just through remembering, but through prayer. Yeah, let me go back to that Philippians 4 verse. You remember it said, don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about nothing and pray about everything. And then notice what the next verse said. Then the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard, will guard as we release everything to him in prayer. Peace is awakened in our life and steps up to guard us and to protect us uh, through remembering, through prayer, and through keeping our mind on the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 26, 3. I love this verse. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. When you keep your mind on the mind of Christ, on the promises of Christ, on his nature, on his goodness, uh, on his sacrifice, uh, when you stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, then the peace of God can come into your life. And that is a soft pillow, my friend, for a tired heart that no matter what outward pressures I have an inner peace. I love the old story told by Catherine Marshall, one of my favorite writers and speakers. She was the wife of former Senate chaplain Peter Marshall. And she had a friend who boarded a plane bound for Cleveland, Ohio. As she settled into her assigned seat, she noticed an unusual phenomenon. It was evening, and through the windows on one side of the airplane, the sky was lit up with the golden colors of a glorious sunset. But through the windows on the other side of the plane, all she could see was a dark sky threatening and foreboding as the plane began to take off. God spoke to her 
He spoke to her and said, learn a lesson. Learn a lesson of the windows of life. And your life, too, will be blessed. There's going to be times that you're going to sense beautiful golden times and you'll fixate on that. There's going to be times that you see dark shadows of pain and fatigue. You fixate on that. You just have to learn which window to look through. Can I get a witness to that? Which window are you going to look through? Are you going to see the golden rays of what God is doing in our hour? Are you going to focus? Are you going to focus all your attention on a virus? I would rather focus my attention on victory and the victor than the virus. Learn the lesson. God spoke to that woman that day, said, learn the lesson of abiding in me. It's as if you're on an aircraft and you can choose to look through the darkened windows and dwell on the enveloping gloom of the night, or you can focus on the bright things and leave those ominous, dark, foreboding situations in my care. Whichever you choose to look at in life, remember this, you're still on an aircraft, and whether you focus on the good or the bad, the final destination is not influenced by what you see and what you hear. It's the pilot that's going to take this plane to its intended destination. Folks, it's the Lord of our life who is going to guide this vessel. Oh, praise God. So Tony and Catrice, uh, Glenda, Martha, it's the Lord of our life who's going to guide us to the other side. You just have confidence you're in that vessel. We're passing over. Whether you see the good or see the bad, we're passing over because his word said it, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. We're going into the final moments of this devotion today. I hope you've experienced and will experience that soft pillow for a tired heart, the peace of God. I need you to do a few things here in closing. Leave your prayer request out to the side. These are our daily prayer lists and so many needs, so many needs. And would you circle back and pray one for another and encourage one another? Share this with other people. I just believe that God is doing a mighty work in our day. And I believe God has something special for each and every one of us in this hour. May the Lord be with you. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.